Hi and welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. Let me just check if the sound is on. <laughs> we had a little bug at the beginning there. So my name is Sebastian Richard. I'm the founder of Thriving on Purpose Ministries along with my beautiful wife. Elizabeth Richard. And tonight we have a pretty uh, special broadcast, a kind of urgent, a now word, something that um, I, actually I was thinking for a week, what am I going to talk about on Wednesday? What am I going to talk about? And yesterday, the Lord really gave me what we were going to talk about. And it's, uh, I think it's more than time to talk about the war on the saints. We know the Bible talks about it. But now, folks, if you haven't realized it, we're living it. Yeah. And, and we're living it in a pretty uh, intense way. Um, recently, the body of Christ, uh, the I guess we could say the maybe more the the remnant uh, part of the body of Christ has lost two of their most valuable soldiers in, um, in a week, less than a week. Yeah. Um, Rob Skiba and Russ Dizdar, who were two tremendous courageous warriors for uh, for this time we're in. Uh, they were great advocates for the word of God and for truth. And they stood in the gap. They were these, these, these types of men who stood in the gap, who were willing to take the hits and who actually did get hit quite a bit. And uh, I, I, we saw when this happened, like obviously when Rob Skiba died, he was the first one to go and be with the Lord of the two. And then a week later, less than a week later, yeah, Russ, a couple of days Russ later. Dizdar. And then we knew, okay, I think everybody kind of went like, whoa, what is going on? And uh, obviously, it's it's affected many people because these men had very uh, thriving ministries where a lot of people were following them. Um, some of the stuff they taught was maybe fringe or uh, more controversial uh, for some. But uh, one thing is you, you can't deny is the, their love for the word of God, their love for the body of Christ, their love to see people uh, pursue their purpose and yeah. uh, be in a love relationship with Jesus Christ. So that was one thing that qualified them as um, men of God for sure. And I know I was impacted by their departure because I, I had been uh, for, man, maybe 12 years now. I had known of these uh, two men that followed their ministry in and out, you know, and uh, heard a lot of their teachings throughout the years. And uh, they were really uh, awesome guys. And I actually uh, did a short three minute video about Rob Skiba. And I wanted to share it with you guys because uh, I shared it uh, on our YouTube channel. By the way, before I continue, if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you find us on youtube at thriving on purpose uh, you just type thriving on purpose you should find us there and subscribe to our channel uh, if you haven't yet uh, subscribed to our newsletter make sure you go to thrivingonpurpose.com and subscribe there so that you know with all the censorship going around uh, if you want to stay in the loop of what we're doing well that's the best way to stay in contact with our ministry and what we're doing uh anything else oh yeah and uh make sure you stop by thrivingonpurpose.com to check out our new apparel we have uh kingdomized uh mugs yeah, t-shirts a lot of kingdom hoodies, patriot 
Kingdom Patriot stuff, remnant, uh, yeah. uh, remnant pendants, I guess you could call them. Uh, the, dot, the dot military tag. tags. Yeah, yeah military tags. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff going on there, and we're adding new stuff every day. So the store is growing, and uh, we yeah, put out this this stuff to encourage the uh, the remnant, uh, the Kingdom Patriots, those who uh, who want to make a difference in today's world. Exactly, because we we really feel that you know there's been. Uh, with everything that's happened in the last year, um, we could really feel that the Holy Spirit was showing us that, you know, it's not it's not about liking a certain president and, uh, you know, rooting for that pres president. And we all know who, who we're talking about. It's more than that. You know, a man is a man. He can do so much. But uh, it's really about fighting for the truth, fighting for uh, exposure and um, and fighting for the kingdom of God that we're part of the kingdom of God. So, yeah. um, so if you want to encourage that movement, kingdom kingdom patriot movement, we also have some remnant arising um, items that you might like. So that's really to uh, you know show that we're part of the kingdom of God and that no matter who's our president, what's mostly important is that we're following the kingdom of God. That God king is our king, our, our king of kings, no matter who's president at this time. Yes, amen to that, Liz. So I wanted to share with you guys a short little a tribute video I did uh, for uh, concerning Rob Skiba. Uh, it's a tribute video, but it's also a very insightful prophetic video. Check this out. With regard to a pandemic, again, in true Hegelian style, you know, Hegelian dialectic is where you cause a problem which causes a reaction that you just so happen to have the solution for already ready to go, right? So, okay, it, it, just imagine this. They release, they, whoever they are, <laughs> they're responsible for everything, right? Release a really bad flu pandemic of some sort. Well, imagine this. If you don't get the shot that they've got all ready to go for you, no shot or cure means, well, you don't have a job. Somebody mentioned last night their job requires them to take the flu shot. If they don't get the flu shot, they lose their job. So we're already seeing kind of a microcosm of that happening right now, a test. Got to take the shot. You, know, you, can't, you can't be a teacher in school or you can't work at CVS or whatever. You got to take the shot. So they're already making it mandatory for some people. So we've got a little miniature test going on with that. If you don't take it, there's no cure, no job. You end up being quarantined. Oh, you, 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 don't have, you don't want to take the shot? You don't want to take what really I believe is going to be the mark of the beast? Well, fine, you're going to have to be quarantined. Bring you over here. Well, that means you're not going to have any money, which means you won't be able to buy or sell. That seems to be a good explanation to me to explain why they can't buy or sell, but also explain why they beg for death, but death flees from them because they can't die, right? So that's if you don't take the shot, you end up with no job, quarantine, no flu, but, or, or no food, no buying or selling. Uh, but if you do take the shot, well, you have some interesting side effects. And there's going to come a time, especially if we're going through this thing, where some tough decisions may have to be made. When you're looking at your kid that's got this pandemic that they released, and they've got this cure over there, 
but you heard this stuff and the Holy Spirit's telling you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't inject your kid with the mark of the beast. We're going to have to like work on that strong faith thing and believe in God and trusting in Him. You know, seriously, I mean, it's just going to get pretty scary in the days ahead. So these were uh, really prophetic words spoken uh, at that particular conference by Rob Skiba. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know that we uh, obviously, you know, you don't have time. I, we're ministers ourselves. We're, we're busy with our own ministry. And obviously we, we read books. I mean, we, we stay informed. We stay in the know. But it, we don't have all the time in the world that we would like to follow other ministries. And it had been a while since I had followed uh, or looked into what Russ Dizdar was doing. And uh, when he passed, uh, as you would guess, you know, uh, we definitely went back on his websites uh, and, and started uh, looking at what he had done more recently in the last few years. And man, his website, Liz, why don't you tell the, the listeners? Is it called Shatter, shatterthedarkness.net? Yeah. Um, an amazing website. There is like a gold mine of information there that um, is really, you know, amazing for any believer that wants to, um, you know, do deliverance or wants to learn how to do prayer intercession. Um, there's so many good things to get closer to God and to, to fight the enemy head on. It's amazing. Like there's a lot of free content. Like he had a you few did books, for free, but most of it is all free. It's amazing. So I recommend that you go check that out and dive into that content. It's really, really good. And one thing that I remember uh, Russ being quite uh, passionate about was the dark awakening, yeah. which he was uh, basically telling people to brace for that, telling the church of Jesus Christ, brace for that. There's something uh, big coming uh, on, on the side of uh, what the enemy's planning. Mm -hmm. And he was a really a watchman, a watchman of watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he warned of that. And we're, we're in it now. We're fighting those forces that he warned about 10 years ago. And he, he was, it was so his foresight and, and, prophetic understanding of how things were going to unfold was so strong and he explained it so well in his many many videos and teachings but uh, we're we're dealing with i mean if you're a believer surely you felt it the warfare the war on the saints the war that like the, the stuff that we have to endure now uh we're gonna dive into the word of god we're going to look at the passages, the warnings from the Bible about these things. But obviously, you've probably felt some of it. I mean, I know that I have personally. Elizabeth definitely has. Yeah. And we deal with it on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, and we, wa we wanted to address this issue because we want to um, talk about what's going on, but also encourage you. Um, I know that for a lot of people, this was a, a big shaking. A lot of people are very in shock, uh, like really in shock 
because we know what what these men were up against, um, you know, especially uh, Russ Distar. Uh, we know that he, if any one of us knew really, you know, really, really well how to fight the enemy. It was him. So, yeah. so this, you know, leaves us to the question, like, why did, you know, why did God let this happen? Is there a bigger picture? Who's next? You know, because when you start seeing um, this happen to a lot of watchmen and to a lot of influential people that are really fighting the enemy head on, and we're looking around ourselves, seeing everything that's going on. Um, we can assume that, you know, the enemy's winning. We can assume that. Mm -hmm. And so we want to do this broadcast to really, um, you know, give you a hope and give you some clarity on the issue so that you have encouragement to move forward. Yeah. Amen to that. And at the same time, we want to, uh, they, I think John Maxwell said this, that uh, leaders uh, define reality. In mm -hmm. other words, when stuff is happening around you, it's the job of leaders, leaders in ministry, to tell the church, guys, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think uh, as we want, we want to speak to mature Christians, we want Christians to be mature. We want those who listen to us, if they're not mature, to become mature. And I think that as hard as some words can be, we still need to address the situation the way that it is. And right now, yeah, they're, they're, they've been amping up greatly. I mean, we were listening to a video with Russ Distar, one of, the, one of his latest. And he was saying basically that uh, the way things are done is obviously we know about witchcraft. We know about uh warlocks and witches and, and all the, the incantations that they can do against christians and all that but he's, he says we're one step ahead of that now one, one step higher than that now because mm -hmm. now it's military grade witchcraft and science mixed with witchcraft i mean we're talking at a level now where they have for example in the military they're going to have super soldiers uh, who are like, um, I guess you could call them a super, uh, super enhanced. Well, enhanced, but spiritually, they're able to do things spiritually, like yeah, they're, they're advanced to... in witchcraft and they're advanced even physically to levels where they can uh, get out of their bodies at will and travel, do some uh, rem what they call remote viewing. And they can come. And I'm not trying to scare any of you here, okay? Don't forget, we're protected by the blood of the Lamb. <laughs> Don't forget that. But but I'm going to talk about stuff that might make you go like, whoa, you know? Uh, so obviously we know that that some witches and, and warlocks can send demons in your room, right? To interfere with your dreams or, or to trouble you at night or to send fear your way, yeah. stuff like that. But that's the stuff that that was... Uh, you know, I guess it, you could call it your your father's uh, your father's um, war, spiritual warfare. Now we're on up uh, the up the level, and now it's like these remote viewers can travel, come in, into your home, and spy on you at night, and curse you, and send curses on you directly while they're in your home in their spirit bodies, and. Uh, and they, yeah, they are the, very advanced. These super soldiers do this through de demonic influences. Demonic influences. So it's that's yeah. why it's really important to have the spirit of discernment to uh, be able to to discern when you do feel something uneasy in the room, uh, to so that you can the Holy Spirit can show you what that is and what you can pray off. Um, there's and he talks a lot about that on his website. Yeah. Um, I just want to add a side note. You know, I've seen on a lot of broadcasts, I've seen a lot of people like a lot of Christians are like, 
pray for me. I have this addiction yes. problem. Pray for me. I have this problem. I have that problem. And, you know, all of those things, a lot of them, and I'm not trying to belittle them, but a lot of these things are smoke screens. They're basically mm -hmm. the enemy trying to get you distracted and focused on a certain thing. He found a certain weakness that you have, and he's been playing you like a puppet. Yeah. And so all this whole time that you're focused on, you know, I'd like to do this and I'd like to follow the, you know, my spirit, not my spirit man, but my soul, um, you know, my my man being my body that wants this thing that's that's not of God because it's easier for me to do this thing than to go read the word of God. My or flesh. You my mean, flesh. My yeah. flesh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My flesh. So you, you're following your flesh in all kinds of different addictions. And it could, you know, we're not just talking about alcohol, drugs and stuff. We're talking about all kinds of addictions. So, the, you know, the enemy is using this as, um, you know, as uh, he keeps you focused on that problem. Yeah, I'm looking for the word. Yeah, you know, when I know what you mean. Yeah, when you're um, focused on a certain thing, meanwhile there's a real war. There's other stuff happening here that's yeah, a real important. It's a false stuff. flag. It's a false flag. And well, it's a real flag, but it's a false flag. And I know what you mean. We, gonna, we saw that get happen. You, he's going to get you obsessed with your sin. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm struggling with alcohol. I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. And and, and you're you become like focused on that. Like that's the thing. And you know, whatever we focus on, we attract in a way. So instead of keeping your eyes on Jesus, instead of keeping advancing and, instead and of doing resisting the, the devil, resisting understanding the devil. that there's way more at stake here. Like, you know, some people, they, they blow up this sin into a huge proportion. Like it's engulfing me and it's the end of the world. And we've all been through different things like that in our lives. And the, the trick is really to resist the devil. The more you resist him, he's going to see that it can't, it doesn't work anymore, right? It, if it doesn't work anymore, he's just going to end up leaving. He's going to get fed up. So, you know, you know, changing habits that take you away from sinful habits and bring you into good godly habits are huge to fight the enemy head on. And, you know, you can, you can have, you know, biblical promises playing in your house uh, on your TV or, uh, you know, on your MP3 out loud to help you to clean the airwaves if you want. And you've got to resist the devil because what's going to happen is if you're still in this smoke stream, like you still have this foot in the devil's world and you're going to church and always like, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry, I sinned you're again. Always kind of you're limping. always in this like wheel, yeah. you know, of it, like a hamster wheel that never ends. Um, you're not going to be protected for what's coming because the devil is going to have you exactly where he wants you. Mm. So you really have to learn to get out of this right now and to resist the devil in the small things because you have to be spiritually strong enough to be able to know how to fight him when it really matters. Um, because otherwise all of you are like, you know, sitting ducks and getting shot and then like, you know, wondering what happened. Mm. Why is everybody around me, you know, you know, discouraged and depressed and suicidal and this and that it's because you guys let him in and you let one foot in and you didn't get out when you, it was time. And I see this all the time on broadcasts, you know, and I, it all depends on your maturity in Christ, how long you've been saved and stuff. But you know, this, this broadcast is for mature remnant Christians. And this is a wake up call because you're going to see that this is war and there's going to be other casualties. There's going to be others, unfortunately, unfortunately yeah. because it, it is a war. It is a war we're fighting. 
and the importance is for us to get spiritually strong to fight the enemy's attack so we're not weakened and we're able to to last in these days because that's where we're headed guys okay yeah. we're not we're no longer the birth bangs of the the end days that's where we're headed we're going towards the end days and does that mean that it's all going to be you know only war and only what you know bad things no yeah. it also means that you know god is going to strengthen this he's going to strengthen his church but he's going to strengthen those that are are craving for him to get closer to him that that love him and want to do things for him you know that are trying to do things for the kingdom of god and guys it does you don't have to have a huge ministry to do things for god you mm -hmm. could just be talking to you know the poor people in your area you can be uh ministering to elderly people to the hospital in, and, in your area you can try to make a difference in your church if they have a good outreach or something you know like there's many things you can do broadcast like we're doing and yeah. talk about the word of God, witness to people. I mean, there's so many ideas. You just have to ask the Holy Spirit what he wants you to do. Exactly. Good point. And, uh, you know, we're, talk we're talking about warfare. We're, we're under great spiritual warfare right now. The church is in, in the West. It seems to me like the church is more and more being driven underground. Yeah. And as as we're not used to this in the West. I mean, like in the East and in China and in other places, they, they've been doing this for years. Yeah. Here we're like, what what is going on? How are we going to do this? Well, we're going to do this the way that it's always been done, you know, and in times of great persecution, um, it's it's a well-known fact. When you study church history, there's been great revival. There's been great faith. There's been great. Uh, there's been the the. Unfortunately, in some cases, there's been people shed blood, but that blood, usually the martyrs, the people who, who die for the cause, um, they bring in their wake, in their in the wake of their death, they bring more people to rise up. Yeah. And that's what you were talking about earlier. When you see, when you're in a war, when you're in a, on, a, on a plane fighting, you know, when you look at a movie like Braveheart and all that, like we saw Ram Skiba and Russ Distar, that's just two of them. These are these are the, the the top guys on on the team, right? And they, when these guys go down, if you're in a war and you see the general and then the lieutenant, like the the, the high ranking people falling, well, you don't have time to, to to doubt too much. You have to take up arms, and you know you know you have to. Okay, now it's up to me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm next in line. It's up to me now. So. Guess what? It's it's up to us. And I've seen, you know, in, in the wake of these things happening, I, I was scrolling down and I was and I don't know if it's because of the focus. You know that what they say, right? If you just bought, let's say, a red Toyota. Well, you're going to go out and drive and you all you're going to see all of a sudden is red Toyotas everywhere. Why? Because your focus was on that red Toyota for a few weeks and a few months until you bought it. And now you have it, you're driving that red Toyota. So all of a sudden you notice all the other red Toyotas. But it seems to me, it seems to me when I go on my Facebook, social media uh, timeline, I, I, unlike Liz, I go on the timeline a lot. I like that. It's like, <laughs> I find it fun to read what other people are posting. But uh, recently, in the last couple of months, I've seen a lot of people posting stuff like, uh, I'm sick, pray for me. My mom is sick. My dad is sick. My brother's sick. Pray, pray, pray. I feel like there's been more of that. Uh, people saying, I'm depressed. Help me. Or, or like, people in great distress. People saying, I lost my job. Pray for me. Or, or uh, my, my family is, is 
persecuting me. They think I'm crazy. Pray for me. Uh, I'm oppressed. I'm attacked by witchcraft. I have I found a dead ritualized cat on my front porch. Please pray for me. There's witches mm-hmm. in my neighborhood attacking me. I've seen more and more and more of that stuff. And I was like, man, I, I feel like the church right now is getting a rude awakening. Yeah, it's a rude awakening. See, Russ Dizdar called it a dark awakening. But as this is manifesting more and more, I'm realizing that yeah. the church wasn't really made ready for this. The Holy wow. Spirit can make us ready for this, but yeah. unfortunately, too many of us are slumbering. So the way Holy Spirit tries to wake people up, and they're they're just not waking up. And now yeah, we've been we, we've been saying it for years. Those had that have been following the Watchmen. The Watchmen have been. Uh, you know, crying this out for many, many, many years many of years. many different ministries that we've listened to because a lot of them have, you know, warning visions and stuff about what is to come. So, you know, those that don't listen to this kind of stuff and have been, um, you know, kind of sleeping in church and thinking church is a big party and, you know, it's all about the cool music and it's all about having fun with your friends and stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of these Christians, unfortunately, are still drinking the bottle. They're still drinking milk, milk, you know, in the bottle. And, um, and they're not at all prepared for what's coming. And so, so that's why we have to really, really be aware of what's going on here. Uh, We know, you know, that this, um, I'm looking for another word, (laughs) that this agenda, let's say, okay, this um, satanic agenda, um, that was mandates. unleashed on on people yeah. two years ago. It all started, and we all know where this is headed. Most of us, anyway, that are that are awake, um, know about what's N- not woke, not woke, yeah. awake. awake. There's a difference. Um, you know, we we we've seen where this is headed, right? And so this is just like one side of things. Like now, what we can see is um, like how should I say this? I don't want to say it you know, in a, in a bad way, but there's been definitely bad targeting, specific targeting on Christians. So whether it's on social media, where they're banned uh, for all kinds of reasons, they don't get views on their content. uh, They have to leave platforms or deplatform. Then they have to go on other places like, uh, you know, they have to have their own websites or they have to go on rumble because YouTube took them down or whatnot. Like, you know, they're being censored left and right. So we've seen an assault start there for a while. Um, But then we've also seen, you know, how like there's a lot of people, good Christians that uh, have made the choice to not get the, the, not get that substance put inside of them um, are getting sick. And we're like, huh, that's interesting. So, you know, we can, we can just understand, you know, without knowing for sure, but I mean, it doesn't take rocket science to figure out that they've had a lot of people's DNA harvested through those um, exams that they do, the swabs up the nose. And they were able to, you know, figure out how come certain people got better, how come certain people got COVID and got better, other people didn't, Mm -hmm. and, you know, what makes them stronger and yada, yada. So you can see where this is going. So when you understand that, that they've figured things out about our immune systems, we can just, you know, imagine what's going on in our air, in our airways, 
Um, and that's why we need to declare and decree Psalm 91, Psalm 91. To, to protect us from these pestilences, from these viruses, because it is a war. It really is a war. Yeah. It's a lot of it is spiritual. Like we see it through the media in certain areas. We th see it through pastors getting, you know, their churches shut down, sentence and all that. Oh, we yeah. see the war, yeah. but a lot of people are not woken up yet. Like they're not awake yet. And it's, I don't like, I believe that. All of this is happening right now because the Lord is, you know, we're all waiting for exposure. We're all waiting for God to intervene. But I think, um, you know, the Holy Spirit has been showing me this, that uh, the remnant needs to rise. The remnant needs to, to fight mm -hmm. head on the enemy. Um, it's not just about, you know, exposure and then, oh, well, the world is going to see and we can just sit back and eat popcorn. Yeah, exactly. It's no. all great. And. Trump's going to come back and be president. It's all great and dandy. America's great again. And uh, we can just go on and do our own lives. Yeah, we, yeah. we are in the end days. So we have to understand that we have an enemy that understands his time is short. Yeah. And he's, you know, definitely um, heightening up the, the stakes. But so is God. And God is preparing his, his remnant. He's also, you know, um, giving us more warrior angels. And a lot of things are happening in the spirit to help us. But if we're not awake and we're not willing to do something about it, then he can't use us. And, it, you know, we're not going to be as strong as a, a, a team, as the body of Christ, a strong team against the enemy. Yeah. And God definitely wants uh, believers who are willing to be used, who are uh, saying, here I am. Yeah. Uh, here I am. You know, send me. So we need more of those. And obviously, like I said, it's a war and the, the word of God warned us about these days. And I know these are not passages that are popular. I mean, even just to, going back maybe a month ago or two months ago, I would I would share this passage with Elizabeth and she'd be like, I don't want to hear that. I said, yeah, well, maybe you don't want to hear it, but it's still part of. I mean, we still need to be aware. I don't want to start decreeing and then declaring it. I, yeah, but, but I, I mean, it's, it's still part of what we need to know. And to prepare for and to to um, to pray for to, to God would help us through these things. So I'm just going to look at some of these uh, words in the Word of God that tell us that these times would someday someday come. And it's funny because I was looking at what Jesus said in uh, John 16 and, and Matthew 24, and 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 he was talking to his disciples, but. Uh, the son of God had this capacity to utter words that were for them then and for us today at the same time. Mm -hmm. And in John 16, 2, he says to them, to the disciples, you will be put out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. Now, that's very interesting because it really has a dual purpose as a word from Jesus. We know that when Paul went and persecuted the church, right, before, he, when, when he was uh, Saul, before he became Paul, he was a persecutor of the church. And what did he think he was doing when he was killing Christians? He thought he was offering God service. So that was then. I mean, definitely the Christians were kicked out of the synagogues. And the time came when those who killed them thought they were offering God service. Well, guess what? We're not far from that similar stuff. We're not far from that as well. So that is for then, but also for today. We're, we're seeing some of that. We, we know that it's happened in other countries. But, you know, uh, the, the putting out of churches 
And yes, the time is coming that whoever would kill believers might think that they're actually offering God or society or helping out in a certain way. Because guess what? These these Christians are believing weird things and they're they're spreading weird or what they think is is fake either medical information or you name it. I'm not going to go in detail, but you know where I'm going with this, right? I mean, there's yeah. even uh, government programs now that you can, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, you can tell on your neighbor, basically say, oh, they're not, you know, they're not doing according to the mandates and whatnot. So I'm going to report them. So there's some mm -hmm. of that going on now. And we're yeah. warned of that as well. So in Matthew 24, 9 to 14, so Jesus, again, he's talking to the disciples then, but it's definitely, what I like about Matthew 24 is that it starts out like the, the, the beginning of the passage really starts out that you see he's talking to them. It's pretty obvious. But then it starts to shift. And then he starts to tell about things that are really going to be at the end of the age, like what we're living now at the end of the, end of the eon, the end of yeah. the age. So Matthew 24, 9 to 14, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Mm -hmm. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. We, like, this is all stuff that, that we've seen. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Wow. The love of most will grow cold. And we've seen that not only uh, in, in what we call society, but within the church as well. I mean, it's it's alarming. Um, I'm not going to go into that tonight, but I'm going to do a teaching about that eventually because it's really been bothering me to see how, quote unquote, Christians can attack Christians on social media with such hatred, such oh, yeah. venom. It's It's disgusting me. Mm. And, uh, and 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 shame on me. I used to be one of them in the sense I didn't attack anybody on social media directly, but I used to be one of those who, who, who had kind of like that mean streak. And God really corrected me. I, he really gave me a 180 in my heart and mind. And, mm. and, uh, and it's something that's been really bothering me because I've seen an increase of it. And it's really nasty. It's really wicked. It's yeah. wicked. It's nasty. Uh, so, okay. So, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Oh, that's interesting that Jesus says that he's talking about the perseverance. Now we're going to need the perseverance during those times. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. So notice he didn't say the gospel of salvation. He said the gospel, this gospel of the kingdom, kingdom of God will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of bad stuff that's going to happen before the end comes. In other words, we're, we're going to go through a tough times, very, very difficult, uh, tough times. And it's, that's nothing. Let's see, let's see revelation, the book of revelation, chapter 13, verse seven. It's talking about the antichrist, the antichrist, anti, anti, just pick your, pick your favorite. <laughs> So it says in Revelation 13, 7, it was granted to him. It was what? Granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. So I know I know I used to tell that to Liz. I said, you know, 
we need to fight, but we need to be conscious that in the end times, uh, that fight, it's going to be a, we're going to lose that battle. We won't lose the war, but the saints will lose that battle. It's script. It's scripted that way. It's it. I know it sucks. It's not something we want to hear. Right? We, we want to decree victory. Uh, but the, the word of God is clear that that particular battle in the end times, when the antichrist is granted to make war with the saints, he will overcome us. And authority was given to him. What, what was given to him? Authority. Whoa. That's interesting. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. And again, we're talking about the Antichrist. So who can give him authority to do these things? Well, remember, only Jesus and God can give authority because he has all authority. Remember in Matthew 28, 18, what he said. So context, Matthew 28, 18, Jesus rose again, spent time with his disciples, was getting ready to leave the earth to go to be with the Father, gave the great commission, says, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go and spread this, the gospel and make disciples. And then he says this, all authority, which means all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Wait a minute. So if all authority, not just some, not much, all authority has been given to him, then only God or Christ can grant, and when you grant a permission, this is all fascinating stuff. That means that the devil and the Antichrist, they, they have to ask permission to God to make war with the saints. And it is granted for a purpose. It is granted for a purpose. And I'm not going to go deep into that because I myself am, am, am sometimes puzzled by all that. But but that's the that's the stuff that's kind of hard right now to digest. So, but we don't. Also, we have to take into account, and I've heard a lot of pastors talk about this. Um, we don't know when the rapture is gonna when when exactly it's gonna happen, right? Nobody knows when the rapture is gonna come. So, if we're taken before that time, then that's great. Yeah, and this verse can also be um, for the saints that the saints that, 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 that convert that convert at, uh, after the rapture, but. Yeah. Wherever so the rapture have... happens, pre, mid, or end trib, it, it but and, and again, I mean, I we say be better conscious. be ready, <laughs> better be ready, uh, and uh, if we're ready, we're better equipped because I know some Christians who are so fervently on the pre-trib train yeah. Yeah. that they're like they're watching everything happening right now. And they're like, well, you know what? If it is the Tribulation, I know it's not. This can't be the tribulation because, hey, I'm still here. Yeah. So they are not doing anything. They're just waiting to be taken up, just waiting to be taken up, hoping to be taken up. They won't have anything to do. And I think that's a shame. So if, if that's your theology, you need to go back and maybe pray uh, fervently and, and ask the Lord, okay, what's my purpose in these times? Because uh, I know you don't want me to sit on my laurels and just watch stuff happen left and right and see the saints go through this hardship and me do nothing. So obviously exactly we we have to remember that there's a purpose that the Lord put you on this earth. And most of the time most people aren't even walking in that purpose. Most people are doing jobs that God never intended you to do. And this is a time where if 
if any, this is a crucial time for you to be walking in your purpose and asking the Lord, where do you want me? Where can I be effective? Where can I help uh, accelerate uh, your kingdom message and your, your, your kingdom assignments? How can I be of use to you? This is really, really crucial that we're thinking like this in this time because you don't want to get up to heaven and, and the Lord not say, you know, good and faithful servant because you did absolutely diddly squat but, you know, say that prayer once upon a time and go to church every Sunday and that's it, right? So there's there's more to your purpose. The, we all have kingdom assignments that we have to walk in and we have to be conscious of doing this. And yes, you know, the enemy's there, but we have to be effective for the Lord because this is a battle and he does want us to fight in it. He, does. he doesn't want us to sit on a chair no. and popcorn and just wait for the rapture. That's not what God wants us to do. Exactly. So uh, we have to be in it to win it, like they say, you know? Yeah. So uh, so we, we know that on, we can win many, many, many personal battles. So even if the overall picture, the Antichrist makes war with the saints and overcomes them, as it's scripted in Revelation, we know that we can, that doesn't mean that you're not going to, you in your life, have many, many, many victories during that time. You understand? So yeah. you can't just sit on your laurels and be like, well, it's the war against the saints and uh, we know what happens then and might as well just uh, yeah, sit, you don't know when it's sit and rock my chair and wait you know, till my, it's over. My, my dad was saying that the, the rapture was coming and uh, I remember him telling me that when I was a kid, you know, and yeah. now he's like 70, 75, close to that. So it's like, it's been years, you know, that he thought the rapture was going to come. So we can't just sit and do nothing because we don't know when he's coming. You know, I always tell Elizabeth, I always say, you know what? If Let's say this is talking about us as saints and not, not the saints after the rapture. Let's say this is us. Well, I want to, I, I want to <laughs> I, I make sure that we're not going to make it easy on him. If he wants to, if he wants to take us down, if he wants to take the church down, I want to make it real hard. I know, I know brother John Ramirez says that all the time. He says, uh, when, when Jesus went to the cross, he dealt the devil and, and he resurrected after he dealt the devil a knockout punch. Mm -hmm. So he won that bout. Now the devil got back up and he's like, I want to rematch. Mm -hmm. I want to rematch. And the rematch is with the body, the bride, us, yeah. the church. That's the rematch. Like, like, so are we going to be uh, in it to win it up to the 15th or 12th round? I don't know how many rounds there are in a boxing match. 10, 12, 15, depends on the match. But we want to go to the limit. We want to take this fight to the limit. And we want to make it like Apollo versus Rocky. We don't want it. We want. We don't want a, any quick knockout. I mean, I want yeah, to give him a huge, huge misery in, in taking the you, church down. You have to remember that you know a lot of a lot of Christians, and I think this is so sad. A lot of Christians have a me myself mindset, and I know it's kind of harsh for me to say that, but you'll see what I'm what I mean. In the sense that, you know, woe is me. I'm crying for my my problems. Lord, help me, help me, help me. And all while, you know, there's abortions happening. Millions of babies are dying every year. Um, you know, we have yeah. all kinds of horrible things happening. I cannot, cannot even, you know, name all of them. But, you know, the devil is trying to kill our children, you know, and kill children around this world, everywhere, to do sacrifices, to do all kinds of horrible it. things. Nobody's doing anything to stop it except for a few organizations that are yeah. 
open, you know, that their eyes are open. And that was one of the the one of the wonderful things I can commend Trump for is he really took down a lot of the rings, a lot of the sex traffic. Uh, rings. Yeah, but it never made the news. So, well, it almost, made the news in the underground news. Yeah, the underground knew, news networks. But, but the, unfortunately, the people like many many yeah, of the, the people didn't even know that. Yeah, the mainstream didn't didn't talk about it. So most uh, boneheads that still watch that didn't didn't hear about what he was doing with yeah. that. But I think that was a, a really wonderful thing. And obviously now since uh, we have, you know, these people running uh, the country, that crazy. that uh, has, you know, completely like we don't care about that. And actually they're promoting uh, they're promoting these things uh, on yeah. the back end. So so that's why we need to pray, because, you know, right now the country is run by very, very dark people. And uh, a lot of kids are getting slaughtered. A lot of kids are getting harmed by this. We need to pray. We need to be, uh, you know, doing intercession, praying, interceding for these children uh, that, yeah, that the Lord, you know, brings uh, angels, warring angels to, to find, help find these people because there are still some good army people that are um, not exactly working for the army, but they're doing this um, these operations on the side, if you want, they're retired and they are finding a lot of these children and they're True, yeah. they're helping bring them uh, yeah, to because get guess, rescued. Yeah, because guess what? Marines and Green Berets, when they retire, they don't really retire, <laughs> which is God bless them yeah, for that. Yeah, they, they like they like having extracurricular activities that may be might be fruitful. Yeah, and we need so, to pray for them. We oh, need yeah. to pray for them because there are there are some that are doing that, and it's it's really really commendable. And they need, uh, you know, spiritual warfare. They need prayers, spiritual protection, uh, because they're up against uh, very, very bad enemies that are trying to stop them from doing this. And um, there's also, you know, the 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 war on the saints. The the whole thing is really, you know, Satan wanting to bring everybody to hell with him. And so we have a lot of people, a lot of good people that, you know see what's happening with this virus but still don't understand the true enemy they can't fathom this enemy and you know just even i've had conversations just with my aunt and just trying to get to scratch the surface of the possibility of you know this thing not really being what it seems and the media uh lying to her and you know this um this uh you know agenda really being not for her health and against her health is too hard for a lot of people to even comprehend to the even magnitude conceive. of that. They can't right? even conceive of that. It's really hard for them to, 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 to see that. So imagine when exposure happens, so, how a lot of people are going to be in the shocker, but all this to say, these people have to get saved. Like we know that these things are harmful. Some of them, I know, I know for a fact, I know a lot of you remnant, a lot of you in the know people, you're like, I've talked to my family. I've talked to so many people about this. I know I'm it's nuts. harmful. They think I'm crazy. They keep on shooting themselves with the recalls and all that. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do. But, you know, what's really, really important is, it. I mean, it, as much as possible, it's important to educate people. But when they want nothing to hear it, what's important is their salvation. Their salvation. If you yeah. can't, you know, get them off track and they're really brainwashed and believe that what, what the media is saying, then at least, you know, like get them to the the point of salvation, yeah. pray for their souls, pray for the Holy Spirit to touch them, for their eyes to be opened, for the scales to be removed, for their ears to be opened so that they may get saved. Because this is really the war 
to get as many people down into the to, to hell with him. And we have to win and get as many people for the Lord to, to heaven. We have to do yes. the opposite. And you know what? I always listen to you talk and it reminded me of that, um, that image I saw on social media. It basically said, we're in such a time right now that the time to wake up sheep has passed. Yeah. Now it's time to wake the other lions. And uh, I believe in my heart of hearts that that's what the world needs right now. We need the church to rise up, remnant the rising, like you called it. And we need those lions mm -hmm. to come to the forefront and be like, yeah, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for the sheep. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight off the wolves. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, walk all over those scorpions and serpents and, and uh, use the authority that Jesus Christ gave me and take back territory. And I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it so hard on this antichrist system to take the church down that they're going to really wish they're going to reconsider. It's going to be so hard. They're going to reconsider. <laughs> that's yeah. what, that's the spirit we have to be in, uh, in these times. Uh, so I was talking about revelation, what revelation said, Daniel and revelation. There's a lot of parallels between the two books. You might know this in Daniel seven 23, uh, the prophet Daniel foretold these days as well in the English standard version. He's talking about the antichrist, right? He shall speak, words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high. Mm. He shall wear out the saints of the most high. And that wording, every time I read it, I'm like, that is so it. That is so what I'm feeling the spirit right now. You, you, you look at leaders, you look at, at the ministry leaders, they're tired. They're worn out. They are exhausted in a way but it's not it's not physical it's spiritual it's spiritual fatigue of 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 intercessing inter, intercessing interceding 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 constantly counseling blessing you can tell that and now, that now there's a wearing out being there's you know, a restricted out. by the government yeah so yeah and, that's the, even and the governments now. that are anti-christ are now uh, trying to limit that in the, the impartations that the, the, the people meeting together and strength, you know, strength in numbers and the way we've been doing church, all that they've been trying to destroy that. So there's a wearing out of the saints. Uh, and in Daniel, I'll continue. It says, and they shall be given into his hand for a time times and half a time. Mm. So, and that was translated, if I'm not mistaken, was it two years and a half or three years and a half? Anyway, I'd have to go back and restudy these things. Uh, but it, it's going to be it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's tough times, you know, and I like the New Living Translation, how, how they put that passage. They're talking about the uh, same passage, Daniel 723. He will defy the most high and oppress the holy people of the most high. He will try to change their sacred festivals and laws, mm. and they will be placed under his control for a time, times, and half a time. But I like the way they worded it here. He will try to change their sacred festivals and laws. So everything that, it, that we hold sacred, the assembling of ourselves, the way we've been doing church, uh, the sacred festivals uh, uh, that, that are now making a comeback. I've seen more and more people 
embracing the, the festivals of the Old Testament. That's making a comeback. Uh, the laws. Well, we've seen how even, we... even in Quebec, we've seen, um, you know, laws, uh, you know, being put in place for people not to be able to gather around Christmas time. Yeah. And, and they control if they're going to see a certain amount of people, yeah. if they're allowed to see, you know, two people. I mean, everything is regimented and it's crazy. That I was that saw, was this last winter. I even saw a post. I went. I was like, "This is completely crazy." It was. It was in Quebec. Uh, it was last year, Christmas time last year in Quebec. They had a couvre-feu, uh, comment ça? Yeah, they had um, a curfew. Curfew where people couldn't yes go outside of their homes past I think eight or eight thirty at night. Yeah, and they unless had, they had a dog that they had to walk, to, yeah. you know, to go bring to the bathroom. And they Otherwise, had, they couldn't leave their house. And they had limitations yeah. at Christmas time of how many people were allowed to gather together for Christmas. And, yeah, and, wait, wait, let me, and let there were zones. There were zones because those people had to be living in a certain zone. They all like separated people with colors, sectors, yeah. and only certain. So if you had a family member in a dangerous zone that was like a red zone, well, forget it. You weren't going to see that person. Yeah. But there was this lady on social media. She puts out a post. She says, I'm organizing a vigil. I'm going out with a bunch of people. We're going to patrol the streets and jot down all the addresses where there seems to be more people gathered than should be. Mm. And we're going to report, report those people. And I was like, is that all you have to do? Yeah. That was, is that what you, you that's what brainwashed us that's, to people. I, I, I was appalled. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is crazy. It's like Twilight Zone-ish. So on Christmas Eve, she's going to go patrol the streets. Because she's upset, probably because she can't have her daughter or son over because ah, they're in a forbidden zone. That was bad. So if she has to suffer, everybody else has to suffer. That was crazy. Anyway, so that's the level of crazy we have to deal with. Uh, anyway, so we we're these are wartime, spiritual warfare. There's some uh, uh, germ warfare going on scientific warfare and witchcraft warfare so we're we're, we're uh, bombarded with all kinds of stuff and it's extremely taxing on the people of god because the people of god are the few who understand why these things are happening what they mean what what this means for the whole world we're the few who get this the others they think they get it mm -hmm. because they watch cnn do you understand what i'm saying it's very different. So these are this is this is a war. And speaking of wars, I want to tell you a little story. There was once a martial arts student who asked his master, he said, Master, you teach me fighting, but you talk about peace all the time. How do you reconcile the two? And the master replied and said, It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Mm. And that made me think, I was like, what wisdom is there in that? Such wisdom. But that made me think that most Christians today are gardeners in a war. Mm. So for too long, Christians, for decades and centuries, we've been taught to be nice instead of being taught to do good. And you know what, folks? 
doing good sometimes requires us to do what is not nice. Let me repeat that. Doing good sometimes requires us to do what is not nice. Mm -hmm. So, And we've been so brainwashed in our churches with being nice and being nice. And, and, and you know, I've, I've said this many, many times on many of my broadcasts uh, when I was kind of summing up. People at this my, point. When I was summing up. People uh, Christi- at this point. I, you know, you cut me. Sorry. How, how rude. People, sorry. People. She, she's beautiful. But did you got you guys caught that, right? I do that all the time. I cut her all the time. I deserve it. Well, people at this point, I just want to say people at this point, you know, that are um, unbelievers, unbelievers that are, you know, awake, seeing what's going on, have information, uh, have, you know, are in the know about certain things, will have more respect for a Christian that stands up for uh, true for truth and real values than you know peace love and lovey-dovey-dovey yeah. christian yeah. that's like no you know we can't go against the law and we have to stay home and keep our churches closed and here's a tract you know like i'm sorry but these people they they, sorry, they don't was... care about that like, yeah they, they the, the don't want flanders. anything to do with you you're, you're basically showing ned flanders remember ned flanders we're, we're past those days the, those that way of you know, giving tracks and, and being, you know, super kind and all that, that worked in the seventies. Like right now we're, we're, at a we, time, we're called to do good now. We're, we're called a, to do, do we're at a time good. in life, you know, that, that this present decade um, where even the non Christians are able to see that there's something definitely not oh, yeah. right. They don't know fully what it is, but they can feel it in their spirit that there's something definitely evil control yeah. communists going on and so the importance is truth right now it's standing up for your values it's making a difference however you can for these people uh you know and and even if that means you know that you take some heat for it um that's the only way you're going to sh- shine the light of christ right now that's yeah. how you're going to be salt yeah to this world yeah so yeah i used to joke about that all the time that you know uh Christians are, are a bunch of nice people who gather every Sunday in a nice place to hear a nice man open a nice book, tell them how to be nicer to one another. You know, I, I and 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 it's it kind of it's it's tongue in cheek. I mean, it's 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 cute and funny, but when you realize that those days, like we need we need to get past that now, and we need to be doing good and not not being nice. And there's a big difference. There's a huge margin between both. And doing good, like I said, it, it, sometimes it re- requires us to do what is not very nice, and it's okay because you want to do that. You want to do those uh, what God is calling you to do. And me- meanwhile, why while so many Christians are focused on how can I be nicer to such and such or to, to this and that. And meanwhile, I, I want to cut you again. Sorry. Oh, oh, wonderful! <laughs> so you're it doing just, great tonight. <laughs> sorry, it just made me think of something. Um, that uh, that came to mind. I I really want to commend all those businesses. Oh uh, yeah. In especially In and Out uh, Burger. Shout out. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, places in Canada that have been standing up their ground against, uh, and even in the states that have been saying, you know what? No, we will not. Um, you know, we will not have people eat here just just with the the proof of their uh, of their passports. Uh, we're going to accept everybody in our restaurants and we're not going to abide by these crazy 
laws and mandates mandates that make absolutely no sense. Um, There, a lot of them are taking heat, but I commend you because that's a a really um, brave way. And I hope that it's going to, um, I hope that the number of people that are going to stand up is going to create such a movement that they won't be able to close down anybody because they can't keep track of everybody. Mm. You know, if everybody starts, uh, you know, doing the opposite uh, of what they're trying to control us in and taking a stand, then what's going to happen is they're going to lose completely all control. They won't be able to, they don't have enough armed forces to control this whole situation. Mm -hmm. But right now we're kind of like in an in-between where there's some that are lions that are, you know, being brave and standing up and saying, no, you know, I will not accept this. Um, and not enough are rising up because of fear, because they're scared, they're scared to lose their businesses. So I commend those of you that have done that. And I hope that other people will take a stand as well. Yeah. And, and you know, like these, these, all this stuff is happening in our society and all that. And, and meanwhile, like, you know, uh, Christians are, are still trying to hold on to, I, I want to do uh, things the way we've all, always done them. But guess what? Uh, I, I read a, another thing on social media. Normal isn't coming back. No, it's not. Jesus is. Yeah. So tell yourself that. Normal isn't coming back. That ship has sailed. Jesus is coming back. And, and if you live like this, it's going to change the way you do things. Because meanwhile, uh, you know, churches are being closed or, or burnt down. In Canada, we have many churches burned down for, for all kinds of reasons. Uh, saints are forbidden to gather by the government mm-hmm. uh, and those who stand against the present the present oppression that we're living they're being ridiculed in the media and i mean i remember 15 years ago when you were a conspiracy theorist you were so fringe that the media never even bothered because yeah. they weren't worried but now the media has you even have the prime minister addressing conspiracies on tv what they're scared they don't want this truth to come out so they have to maintain they have to try to debunk they have to debunk it they have to ridicule it yeah constantly they have to constantly uh make it seem like crazy i i I seen an ad a local ad prince edward island saying that the vaccine will not change your dna i mean seriously why do they bother with that like seriously why do they bother making ads telling you that the vaccine won't change your DNA? If it's not, I mean, it's because these kinds of thoughts and worries and people are, they're making headway. Yeah. They're making headway and scaring them. And big pharma is going like, we have to stop this. We have to stop these wildfires of conspiracy, conspiracy. They know it's not conspiracy, but they want to stop that. So they, then they start uh, talking about it on the news, doing segments and, and, and trying to ridicule those who believe like that and all that. Yeah. And, you know, the, the reason why they're so scared is because of all the, the nurses and doctors that are coming out, the whistleblowers, um, the people in the army that are whistleblowers. And I commend you. I thank you oh, for yeah. taking a stand. Yeah, I know nurses, it hasn't doctors, been easy. People in the army. A lot of people even lost their jobs because of this. But yeah. because of you, credible people that are saying the truth. Now, a lot of people that didn't want to see the truth are like, whoa, okay, a doctor yeah. is talking about it, a nurse is talking about it. I'm going to pay this. attention. I'm going to pay attention. This is actually true because now not only she said it, she said it, yes. he said it, 
And now this is becoming a, a real thing, you know? So I, I really thank you for doing that. Yes, me too. Uh, I, I like a quote from Mario Murillo. He said this. He said this a couple of times. I've heard him say it. Most Christians think they're on a cruise ship, but they need to wake up to the fact that we're on a battleship. Mm -hmm. That's a huge difference. Have you ever seen a battleship compared <laughs> to a cruise ship? But the thing is, if you're on a battleship and you think you're on a cruise ship, <laughs> you got your wires crossed. I mean, there's something wrong with you. But that's the problem. The sad state of Western Christianity is a lot of us, a, a big lot, a big percentage of, of Christians, they think they're on a cruise ship. They're on Jesus' cruise ship and it's a big carnival. Pun intended. You know? They wonder, wonder why they hear bombs flying above their heads. <laughs> they, they think it's fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> so the only way, this is a quote of mine. You can tweet that. I think it's awesome. <laughs> the, don't stop me when I'm preaching good. <laughs> the only way you're a sitting duck in this war is if you sit on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's good. The only way you're a sitting duck in this war is if you sit on the sidelines. So now I want to talk about the perseverance of the saints. Perseverance, perseverance of the saints. This is what we need to have right now. We're in this time where we need to be tough. We need to go the distance. We need to go that to that 10th, 12th, and 15th round. In Revelation chapter 14, 9 to 13, we read this. Then another angel a third one followed them saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead, forehead or on his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger. And he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. They have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. And verse 12, right after this, think about that. This is very, very well placed. This is very, very intentional. Here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So they're talking about those who, who worship the beast in his image, who go along with this agenda, who, who, who take the mark of the beast. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying 100% that the, 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 this, uh, you know, beep, beep, is the mark of the beast. But I'm saying that this, this stuff is coming soon to a theater near you. And it won't be a movie and you won't have popcorn. Okay? So... Here's the perseverance of the saints. So after all this, we're told here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. So despite all these things, the perseverance of the saints will be summed up by they keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. Why? There's going to be a huge falling away. See, we're, we're living. This is what's so confusing for the church right now. There's so many things happening at once. Yeah. God is blessing some of his people tremendously. There's pockets of revival exploding all over North America right now. I mean, I have a friend this week. He writes to me from Quebec. He says, Sebastian, do you realize there's a revival happening in Montreal? 
Montreal, I never thought I'd ever see that in Montreal. But praise God, it's happening in Montreal, my neighbor's my neighbor's city. And it's happening not just in Montreal, but all over the place. Mm. Pockets of revival, pockets, boom, 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 boom. So there's going to be that. But there's a, but Paul also tells us there's going to be a great falling away. And I think that it's kind of funny. I was thinking about that today. I was like, so there's going to be revival, new new blood, new new recruits for the, the kingdom of God. People on fire for God. But like there's going to be a, also a falling the, away. The, get rid of the lukewarm people, right? Yes. Because now they have to take a, a stand. They, they won't have a choice. They won't have a choice because it's going to be so, like this revival is going to be so hot. You're going to be either hot or lukewarm. And the lukewarm will not make it through. It's it's like it, it's game over. Yeah. I mean, you can't be lukewarm and get through this. Because uh, remember that clip where Rob Skiba says, well, here's here's your kid who contracted the disease and here's the cure. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit saying, no, 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 don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't do it. Well, guess what? The lukewarm will do it. They're going to be like, screw that. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Because only the fervent, only those who, who really have a love for the Lord Jesus Christ will persevere until the end remember jesus said trust, that trust god for full healing and restoration jesus and for said all, that. all their needs jesus yeah. said that in matthew 24 only those those who would persevere until the end will be saved those who persevere until the end will be saved and it's going to be yeah. hard to do that it's going to be a marathon and and it's going to be it's not going to be uh, uh, for the lukewarm. They, they just won't make it. It's, it's going to be uh, very, very easy for them to, to find a reason why they don't want to continue in this. You know, uh, it. the Lord has been showing me this for my life and for uh, the body of Christ for a while now that we're really living in a present time where it's really time to be to have supernatural, bold faith. So it's really a time to pray for boldness, to pray for bold faith. And to apply your faith in action, not just to say, oh, yes, I have faith. But, you know, if you're in a situation where God needs to show up in your life, it's really trusting him and praying about it and saying, Lord, I trust you. I give this in your hands. And, you know, I know that you have my best interests at heart and you're going to see me through this. And, you know, we don't always understand how he's going to get us through a certain situation but it's not for us to see the plan. It's for, just for us to trust and, and obey and listen yes. to the Holy Spirit and whatever he is telling us to do every step of the way and to be obedient, even if it looks like in the physical and the natural that it's not going to work or that, you know, it's risky or whatnot. It's really a time to for the God of the supernatural to show up in your lives. And it's only by exercising this faith by, you know, sm small things bigger things that we're going to get through these times because we're going to see that, you know, he did answer those prayers. Right. And I know for our, our lives, um, you know, we, we've, we've oftentimes gone back to times where we're like, wow, remember when God did that for us, that, that was crazy. Like everybody else thought that that would not happen mm -hmm. and God showed up. So we have to remember that the more we use our faith in that way, when things get bigger, more intense, he's going to show up again because we know he did it and he'll do it again. Yeah, right. Yes. So, yes. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Yes. So it's important in the way we pray to really, um, you know, not just expect, always expect to see God show up before we take action, because that's not how it works. Oftentimes God wants us to take a step of faith 
he he's not phased by any of this. Oh, he knows okay. exactly how it plays out. He's a step uh, ahead of the enemy. Ten, ten steps. You know, ten and like ahead. I said, you know, the enemy right now is really trying to blow up smoke and make you feel like you have to do a certain thing yeah. or else this or else that. Sort of like, you know, the parent that tells the kid that they've been bad and says, well, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, well, you know, I'm going to do this and that to you. That sounds like and you. you do that with our kids sometimes. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, some parents do, but I mean, like, I'm saying like the, 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 right now the government is, is treating people like that. And it's sort of like, you know, you can't make your kid do a certain thing. Right. And by law, they cannot make you do a certain thing, but they can try to force you by saying, Hey, I'm going to take away this and I'm going to take away that until you, you do it. You know, yeah. and, and like with, you know, like so, even with children, you have some children that are going to say, okay, and they're just going to do whatever you say. And, and, you know, and others will be more rebels and they'll say, no, I'm still not going to do this thing. So, you know, I'm not saying to be rebels, but I'm just saying, you know, go with the Holy Spirit on this. What's the best for your life? Do your own research and uh, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit into every decision that you make. And it's interesting because I was reading recently. A friend had shared this information, um, the difference between a mandate and a law. Hmm. And a mandate basically needs your cooperation. It, it needs you to be in agreement. Yeah. Whereas a law, it, it's a law. It, you, you're, you don't have a say in it. It is there and it needs to be reinforced and mm -hmm. you, 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 you do it. That's it. So there's a huge difference between a mandate and a law. So a mandate, that's why they use that word, mandate, mandate, mandate. Why? It's mandatory. It's mandatory. Yeah. But be because it doesn't mean that you. Because yeah. because they it needs your cooperation and, and um, basically um, agreement. You need to be agreeing with it. So it's very different than a law. Just putting that out yeah, there. Yeah. And it's, it's a good way for them to, um, you know, basically know who they're up against. How many of their, how many us of us are there? and rebels you know how many rebels are there that are not complying with their mandatory um you know basically it basically it tells them who are the saints we should be making war with and who should we control <laughs> who do we have in our pocket you know it's it's sad but that's the way it is so that's yeah. why we have to really pray and um right now you know because the the enemy is really fighting strong against uh, the remnant around uh, against those that are really trying to to fight and make a difference are trying to stand up and and speak their voice voices and make a difference and you know build resistance i think it's really important that we pray for them uh, we need these people we need to uh, pray for them in the spirit we need to also take up you know like i said to to be active for the kingdom of god sometimes you know you we, we tend to think, well, if we can't do this big thing, then why do anything? But God cares about every little thing that we do. You know, he sees everything you do. So yeah. no matter how small of a gesture it is, just, you know, pray. And, you know, you can start small and then the Holy Spirit will give you something else and you'll build from there and from there. And then you're going to see how you're going to be able to make an impact in your community or in, in your the lives of your family around you. Or maybe you'll start a YouTube channel and, uh, teach something that's going to help people that's going to impact them. Yeah. And speaking of praying, uh, Liz, it'd be great if you would, uh, intercede 
on behalf of the body of Christ. Uh, it's a call to arms. Basically, this broadcast was to um, make you um, aware, I guess, or, or alarm you. Not alarm you. I don't want to alarm you because we have victory in Jesus Christ. We're sealed. We're 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 delivered. We're free. Uh, I mean, we're. He, he we know the, the glory. We know the glory that awaits us, and yeah. we know the glory that we carry right now. Mm-hmm. So, so there's nothing that for us to. It, it was not to to uh, to birth fear in you, not at all. It was not fear mongering. This broadcast. It was more like informative, like say, like okay, guys, um, no more kids gloves. Let's do this, and it's going to be done through boldness. It's going to be done through courage, intercession. Uh, decreeing, declaring daily yep. the things that we want God to do for our family, community, country. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that's really important is to, you know, a lot of us, sometimes we tend to be alarmed by certain things we see and we'll say a certain thing we see um, and repeat it, repeat it. Well, the power of your words, you know, decree and declare things in the atmosphere. And it's really important that you decree and you declare what you want to happen and not the opposite. Yeah. So you want to and, set it as and a the enemy knows this. Yeah. The enemy knows this. That's why he puts it on the airways so that people watch what's going on and go, Oh my gosh, like look at what they're doing. I can't believe yeah. they're doing this. Exactly. And then you go tell one person, then you tell and they another repeat person. It. And they themselves and decree it. it. They themselves decree it because the news just keeps repeating it, repeating it. So that what they're doing, they're putting it in the air, out in the airwaves. And they're trying That's to. why it's called being on air, by the way. Yeah. So they put it on, on air, Prince of the Power of the Air, yes. Decreeing, declaring every day the news channels, always repeating their same agenda and stuff. So we need to be doing the same thing in a way, yeah. same activity, but with the right words, which are the words of God, what we want to happen, praying, praying in the spirit, uh, declaring God's word over uh, our families, over our communities, over our, our livelihoods, our businesses, because yeah. Uh, yeah, everything right now is under attack. So so we're, we're at war and uh, we need to step up. We just need to step up. So that was a call to arms. And Liz, if you'd like to guide us in, in prayer, uh, intercede on behalf, of course, of uh, the remnant that have been under attack, but also... Uh, uh, for, for the saints to, to, to really have a conviction in their heart that they need to step up their game. Yes, so I'm going to pray. So, Father in heaven, we ask you, Lord, to, to really touch the hearts of the remnants um, all around the world, Father, people that are listening to this broadcast, um, that share this broadcast with other believers uh, that are on fire for you. Uh, we ask you, Lord, to uh, give them eyes to see and ears to hear all the truth um, and everything that you're doing right now and to to share that truth and to be bold for you, um, to have crazy bold faith um, manifest in their lives that they uh, would get closer to you during these times and not farther away from you. Uh, we pray for supernatural protection over yes. them. Uh, over these believers that are taking a stand for you, Father, that are trying to make a difference. Uh, we pray for supernatural protection over them, that you may pour the blood of Jesus on them, um, that they may be protected from all the uh, fiery darts that are thrown at them. Uh, we, we claim Psalm 91, Father God, that you will protect us from all viruses, from all pestilence, from all harm, that no evil shall prosper against us in the name of Jesus. 
and um, we we meditate on these words. And Father God, uh, we just want to be in your wings, um, in your in your hands, Father God, uh, during these times, and um, to be found uh, righteous, Father God, to escape these awful things coming in the future. Um, may we may our hearts be close to you. Um, help us to make a difference, but help us to always stay on track with you and to, to really um, do the kingdom assignments you want us to do and uh, to, to reach as many people as we can to share the gospel and um, show us where we can be useful for the kingdom, Father God. Show us uh, through your Holy Spirit what difference we can make and what you want us to do in each and every one of our life. Bring every one of these believers to their kingdom purpose if they are not already walking in their purpose. Uh, bring them to that that um, that vision of where you want them. Um, give them clarity, Father God, so that they can understand what they're supposed to do and uh, how to do it and help them every step of the way, Father God, so that they can really be uh, mighty soldiers, mighty men and women of God that make a difference in this world for you. And, um, and we pray that you would ignite in them a fire of intercession, Father God, anoint them uh, with the anointings that you have for their lives and the mantles that you have for their lives, that they would start walking in these purposes, that they would be ignited, that you give them a heart for intercession, and that they would learn what to intercede in the spirit for, and to understand and have wisdom right now, and to understand what you're doing in uh, in this in the body of Christ, and what you're doing in this world, so that they always may be one step ahead, and that they might be guided and uh, protected from the enemy's darts in Jesus mighty name. In Jesus Amen. name. Amen. And don't forget it is God who trains your hands for warfare. That is uh, told us in is Psalm 144, I think. 144. I was reading that this week and I was like, "Yes." So so remember we serve a, a God who calls himself uh Yahweh Sabaoth, which means the Lord of Armies. So uh, don't forget who you serve. He's our king. He's our Lord. He's our deliverer. He's our shepherd. But he's also the Lion of Judah and a God of war. And we're on the winning side. So no matter what happens, always remind yourself of that. Yeah. And I think that's really important to, to picture the Lord uh, declaring and decreeing what he wants for your life right now. You know, these words are are being decreed and there is a war room in heaven and he is fighting for us. And we have to remember that, that we're not, um, you know, he's not just sitting on his throne doing nothing like he's working for us and he's moving things in the spirit for us, for us to be able to move forward and to fight the muck, you know, the, the mud that we're in and, and sometimes that the, the things that the enemy throws at us. So, you know, what I like to pray sometimes is I'll ask, um, I'll say, well, you know, I, I call down, um, all the words that you've spoken, that you've declared and decreed over my life to start manifesting right now in this world, in this world where I'm at right now. Mm. And um, and I'll ask for that in Jesus' name. And oftentimes I'll see things shift. I'll see different things move in a certain direction. And so it, it really does make a difference when you pray that way. Well, that that comes to, to saying basically like the uh, the Lord's Prayer. 
Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Thy will be done on earth. Hey, guess what? As you're, it is in heaven. You're on earth, right? <laughs> so if you ask the Lord's will to be done on earth, and that's where you are, well, you're asking for basically his will for you to be manifest in your life at the same time. So just keep that in mind. Yes. So we we bless you with this broadcast. We hope it's, a, it's it's been a blessing for you. And if it has, make sure you share it with others. In the meantime, be blessed. And thrive on.